This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and I'm joined by our NHL guru of EP Ringside and also Shap Shot, Sean Shapiro. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. I'm good. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny to be having this conversation on a Tuesday. With yeah. just, I mean, I know the NHL schedule is kind of around the holidays. Things get a little bit... Uh, um, jumbled up and everything like it but the nhl is such a tuesday thursday saturday league and so to be talking on tuesday with no stars game but there was a game on monday it's my days of the week are thrown off not for a bad way it's just kind of it's just kind of it's just kind of a funny uh a funny to think is how it's working out yeah so. absolutely wow what a road trip uh three wins and the one loss was you know minus the overtime loss the one loss was in the last 40 seconds in Pittsburgh where you played really well. And, and, you know, I was just kind of thinking after the game, like certain things that we forget so quickly. One, I sat on this podcast last year and all season, Craig and I would talk about the six flags ride known as the Dallas stars. Some days they looked <laughs> amazing. Some days they, the inconsistency, um, you know, just was a roller coaster ride and I'm just not seeing that this year. And then I went even further and I thought to myself, as you mentioned uh, so brilliantly on last week's podcast about homegrown goaltenders. And I thought to myself, like, you know, Ottinger lets in one and granted it was in the last 14 seconds. But yep. boy, if Ottinger lets in more than two, we're like, oh, man, Jake just doesn't have it tonight. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, we had Turco. And Mike Smith played well for us. And there were some great flashes of Corey Lettinen, but, you know, they're really, you know, net minding hasn't been the strongest, you know, for the Dallas Stars over the years. And uh, another amazing performance from Ottinger last night. Yeah, and the Stars have had, like, it's kind of the, the interesting thing with the Stars goaltending history, right, is they had to go out, and we talked about it last week, they had to go out and get the guy. They had to go out and get Ben Bishop. even um, and. Kari Lettinen, as much as his Kari Lettinen is kind of like the is like a tragic hero in Stars history because there were some years where Kari was great, but it was the years that the team was down. Like Kari was like kind of on that path as the team was going up, as he was going as like he kind of went up and the team was going down, and then as he started to fall, the team got better. And um, Jake is though it's to kind of see the development within Dallas happening and to see it 
happening on a nightly basis to see him find consistency. And you know what? I loved the, the one of the things I loved about that game last night, and I'm going to say this is just as someone who played, who played the position. Um, you let you lose that shutout with 14 seconds left, and that sucks, man. Like you, you lose that with 14 seconds left. It sucks. You're pissed off about it. And I loved the body language we saw from Jake after the game. I loved the. There was no like. Uh, There was no anger. There was no frustration outwardly. Obviously inside, there was probably a little bit of F that or whatever of of losing the shutout as Lady did. But I loved the way Ottinger just dealt with that. And I love how smooth and calm he is with everything. I I just, he is such the mentality and the attitude to be a number one goalie. And I think we see little, and I, I hear from people within the organization and talk to other people in the goalie community about it. And you hear the, you hear it from them, and it, I think we get to see little cracks of it here and there, like when he lets up a goal with 14 seconds left, but they still win, and he played that well. It doesn't bother him. He's a guy who, for example, I know a lot of guys like playing at home. Jake Ottinger actually likes playing road games, believe it or not. He likes playing road games. He likes being the bad guy. He likes going in and having everyone rooting against him. He he, he, he feeds off that fire. He has such a great starting goalie mentality, mm-hmm. and just that's such a that's a mentality that um Kari Lenton didn't really have. Ben Bishop had it, but Ben Bishop's body kind of failed him at the end. It's yep. it's just it's so great to see. Um like I I I I've been loving watching this guy's development and, and it's and on a night like last night, you needed that. It was a great goalie duel. Like it was it was back and forth. Both goalies were great, and you needed that. The other guy blinked earlier. He finally had one going against him, but he had done enough where it put in a spot where Robertson could score to make it two nothing and get that insurance goal. He's been, it's hard to not wax poetically about what Jake Ottinger has been doing this season and where he keeps going and everything. Um, I, I just, I love the little ways he continues to take steps forward in his game and he's avoiding what I like to call the, uh, the kind of like he's at a hundred games now. So there's enough tape out there on mm-hmm. Jake Ottinger. Like every other, every team, um, every single team knows what to expect with Jake Ottinger. There's enough tape where you get, you get the scouting report. And like, for example, with the stars, um, goalie coach, Jeff Reese is the one who does it for the Stars shooters where every single game he brings a, uh, scout, a goalie scouting report to the stars players where it's like, Hey, uh, this guy, this guy's let up most of his goals, high blocker or he's or high glove. And like, every single team has someone doing that scouting report. And there's a, there's a book out there on Jake Ottinger and he continues to, even though there's been enough to write a book about him now, he continues to have success, which is where a lot of young goalies go from that flash in the pan to, well, they're just another flash in the pan. And just the more Ottinger continues to grow, the more he continues to do this and just the mentality is great. Like it's, it's, I can't say enough about what he's been doing. Absolutely. And happy birthday to Otter. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty awesome. And as we mentioned on last week's podcast, uh, featured as one of the top 50 under 24. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a special yep. list And to, to be on that. I agree. The maturity and uh, just the calmness and the, the demeanor around the net. They actually featured him on the TV cast last night. And one of the things that he, you know, he mentioned uh, Ben Bishop a couple of times. And it's it's great to see that Bishop passed along. Uh, some of his knowledge. And I go back to that bubble. I really feel as though, 
you know, that time around the team helped him. And also, though, getting in those games, even though, you know, a couple of were blowouts at the same time, like getting those reps, in, you know, in a Stanley Cup run is, you know, is important. And, uh, you know, you could kind of see it then. And, it you know, once he had the ability to get the it's hard to believe that he started the year in Texas. Wow. Um, and what he is uh, today. And I, I then, you know, then I was thinking like Team USA, who do you start, Hellebuck or Ottinger? Um, you know, it's just a, it's it's a special time and it's 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 really cool. I, I did want to ask you, yeah, as a netminder, so last night the post was very friendly mm-hmm. to the stars, but I also think I have this philosophy that if the goaltender is positioned right, that post it's not necessarily luck. It's, you know, you know where the post is and you're using it to your advantage and good goaltenders can get that extra space. Am I right on that or does it just come down to luck? Oh, it's not complete. I mean, it's the, your job is to defend the goal, the frame in between the posts, right? So if it's when you hit the posts, when it's a little bit of, I think it's kind of a combination of the two. Like I've always, there's 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 times where there's shots that hit the post, particularly um, sometimes you'll see it when um, to get a bit goalie nerdy for a second, you'll see a goalie in what's called the reverse VH where they're up against the right post or the left post. Um, so for our podcast listeners to try and picture this, imagine the right leg is uh Imagine, imagine the leg is the, the leg is flat against the post, and they're doing what you call a post lean, where basically the elbow and arm are flat against the post. You're literally conceding the post in that moment, and sometimes you'll see shots where it'll be like, "Hey, the puck hits the post there." You're literally conceding that because you're intentionally building a wall off the post. So it's kind of a mix of situations. It's kind of it's sometimes it's save selection sometimes it's a break one way or the other but in general a goalie's job is to defend the net and a shot that hits the post and it's always funny to me because uh, a shot that hits the post doesn't count as a shot on net anyway so it, it wasn't your job to stop that one anyway so <laughs> as 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 a, as a good goaltender defender you're supposed to point out well that one wasn't if if, if he wasn't there no one could have been goal and it wouldn't have gone in. So you didn't need to even need a goalie on that one. So the post is uh, you give it some love. You give it some love when it, when it, when it bails you out or, or you feel like you've made a mistake, but also uh, remember and point out that uh, it's not your job to stop the shots that hit the post. <laughs> so 19 year old Wyatt Johnston scored his eighth uh, goal of the year. And he's quickly catching up to the others. Only a few goals uh, behind as far mm-hmm. as uh, rookie um, goals in the NHL. And what I loved about that goal, I mean, amazing quick reaction to backhand it immediately, mm-hmm. yeah. was the positioning that he obtained prior and the ability to swing around like that. Um, just the poise and just kind of the the, the natural hockey you know, brains, mindset, whatever you want to call it, to be in the right position. And it just, you know, it's one of those things you just like take a step back and you're like, wow, he's 19 years old. That's amazing. And it was a, 
it was a terrific goal. I know he didn't get everything on the backhand, but the fact that he released it so quickly because he does have a quick release and and, and he doesn't have the biggest size yet. I, I just wonder if uh, his roommate Joe Pavelski is giving him some tips as far as um, front of the net presence. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, um, yeah, I, I, if over at Shap Shots today, if you want, anyone wants to check it out, I went through and every, occasionally I'll go off, I'll go through and look at kind of, hey, kind of go through and do this segment of why did that go in? And I'll pick up the go through and kind of just kind of go screen by screen and break down the goals from from the game from the night before. And obviously this was one where you're looking at that goal. And this goal to me was, um, I like watching, there's two parts of it. There's the the buildup to it, but since we're talking about Wyatt, the way Wyatt kind of drifts around, if you're watching the play, there's a pretty good angle that Bally Sports showed on the replay where Puck's behind the net. He's in the left circle. He's to the middle of the ice. He's back to the left. He's kind of moving around throughout all of this. He's getting, he's understanding his positioning. He's playing well. He's making things difficult. And then He's actually well boxed out by Josh Dunn, the Blue Jackets defenseman, when sure Ryan is. Suter takes the shot from the point. But he does a good job of, while Dunn is more focused on winning the physical battle, he's focusing more on the puck. And that's the reason that goal is scored, is because Johnston focuses on the puck. He reads where it is. He reads where it's going, while Dunn is more focused on the physical part of it. And even though he takes a little bit of a lick from Dunn, like I think he took a little bit of a cross check right to kind of the, the lower back while shoveling that home he focused on the right thing in the right spot and it's just kind of this hockey iq we're seeing with johnston where he continues to impress us he continues to find those little ways that make him fit and i mean it's with what he's doing now as a rookie and the way he's made things the way he kind of he's made himself such a vital part of this lineup I would have never expected this. Even when he even when he was up here, like I always expected him to be in Dallas for the season. Like honestly, like just with what they were thinking, like I always thought if anything, maybe we would see him like playing 60 to 65 games, coming in and out of the lineup a little bit. But he has surpassed what I expected as being someone who you can't take him out. It's not even it's not even like if it's not even one of those where it's like you could you have to work hard to find a reason to try to take him out of the lineup. That to me is so that that's not easy to do with most 19 year olds. That is so. Absolutely. Uh, Terrific. Uh, It's, you know, it's great to see. And, you know, hopefully he'll put up 15 to 20. Uh, You know, he wasn't a bit of a slump, but, you know, he moves around real well. Did want to, even though it didn't get on the score sheet, I thought Tyler Sagan was really quick to the puck last night and uh, digging in the corners. I thought Raddick Fox actually had a pretty good game. Um, and, and, you know, was battling at times and won some uh, face-offs and, of course, you know, did his job, even though they really didn't have to kill many penalties. And yeah, uh, just... Pete DeBoer made the decision and the the line switch of uh, uh, Marchment uh, and uh, Jamie Benn on the same line. Uh, 
I really like that combination. I thought that combination was clicking last night. And then that's how the, the Johnston goal got set up to it was Marchment going below the goal line and basically leaving for Ben. It was two physical players basically controlling down below the goal line. Um, the one uh, it's, it's funny because like, I feel bad actually for um, you, you talked about Fox in there and I feel bad for him because it was a situation where I don't, if about a 30 to 40 seconds before Robertson scored into the empty net, which stood up as the game winner. Fox had a Fox should have scored into the empty net. Yes, they had he a should, pretty, yeah. And it was kind of one of those moments where like you're watching at home and you're watching on the TV and you're like, man, I, I just kind of, you want the guy to score there just because you want people to get off his back. Right. And like rightfully, and it's, and it's like, he did everything else right in the game, but if Robertson doesn't score later, and Columbus scores with 14 seconds left and it's one, one going to overtime. All of a sudden we're going back and looking at, uh, why did Raddick Fox not <laughs> score? Like, like, it's like, I, I, I felt so bad for, I, I felt, I, I felt when Robertson scored later and I felt better for Fox because it was one of those where like, I'm like, this is, this is one of those situations where he had a good overall game, but the thing he's not great at, is going to be the thing that's going to bring this all down if uh, if, if the Stars don't find someone else to put into the empty net soon. So Yeah, absolutely. So Pete DeBoer makes the decision to switch the lines up. I thought Ty DeLandria, as he usually does, provided a lot of energy. Um, speaking of DeBoer decisions, were you a little surprised that Wedgwood was in Saturday night against Carolina? Um, Not overly. I okay. mean, I, I think I, I the way that they've been trying to do things – I think uh, for to use for lack of a better word, they they are they do want to work on Jake's pitch count basically. Like I, I think that's something too where it's you want to get. I personally, I probably would have played Ottinger, but I do think there is a bit of a ideology within the team of when we can. Let's try to and protect because i think i think the stars are well versed in big goalies and long-term health issues and so i think they look at what happened with ben bishop's career being over and occasionally sometimes are a little bit more cautious in using the and use the backup a little bit more often because of that and so that's kind of where i think that comes from um whether that's the right decision or not i'm not really sure but i'm not overly surprised considering um the fact of what the stars went through with Bishop at the end of his career and big goalie injuries, stuff like that. And, you know, if you guys listen to Friday spits and suds, and this is why you should listen to spits and suds, Sean, you were mentioning that you're like, Hey guys, watch tomorrow. I don't think there's a team in the league that is more aggressive on the four check than the Carolina hurricanes. And for that first period, I was like, wow. I was like, that is, I mean, they were all over the stars. It, it's it's impressive how hard they come. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Rod, Rod Brendamore basically built the team in his image. Like that's what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's like he couldn't. Uh, obviously, they had he won a cup in Carolina and all of that stuff. But basically, Brendamore basically took took the uh, the philosophy of okay, what did I do as a player? How do I apply it to eighteen <laughs> skaters? How do I apply it to eighteen skaters, some who are not nearly skilled as I was, yep. and make it work? And that's what he did. And I think all collectively, like Stars Twitter was 
as soon as as soon as the clock went to zero, everyone was like, "Good point, good point. That's a good yeah. point." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, even I tweeted that. I mean, sometimes you just like, "Hey, you know what? If we get two, great." But boy, I'll, I'll take that point. That's a, that's a good one right there. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> 